This is Mayo Clinic Talks, a curated weekly podcast for physicians and healthcare providers. I'm your host, Daryl Chetka, a general internist at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Patients often want to participate in their health care, and there is evidence to suggest this doesn't always happen. Patients are also frequently seeking out alternatives to our traditional health care. Today's topic is integrative medicine, and we'll find out how these two concepts can come together and allow the health care provider and the patient to be partners in their health care process. With us today is Dr. Christina Shen, an internist and integrative medicine specialist. Christy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Daryl. It's great to be here. I appreciate the invite. Let's start with a really basic question. What is integrative medicine, and is it different than alternative medicine or complementary medicine? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think it's a source of confusion for many, including myself in the very beginning. Um, Complementary and alternative medicine is a general umbrella term for basically any type of healthcare approach that is developed outside of mainstream Western or conventional medicine. So there's different types um, of practices that are currently recognized by the NHIS. So things like acupuncture and massage, um, different mind-body therapies, just to name a few. And complementary medicine basically means that these approaches are used together with current treatment op- options um, such that it complements their their treatment and adds to it. Um, alternative medicine is not used as a complement, but more as a substitute for conventional therapy. So, for example, using a natural product or a plant-based diet to treat um, high cholesterol in place of a statin. And integrative medicine is more of a a, a way of practice as a whole. So it's a philosophy that emphasizes individualized medicine. It focuses on the person as a whole, and it uses the most appropriate interventions from really an array of scientific disciplines to heal illness and help people reach and maintain their um, optimum health and, and well-being. So, And this can include just a wide variety of combinations of complementary and alternative strategies. So um, that defines how all three are are similar, but mm-hmm. they're under the same umbrella of, of understanding. Okay. So is integrative medicine considered a medical specialty? I think it's being more recognized as such. Um, and there are different programs that offer fellowship training in integrative medicine. And you may become certified under um, specific medical specialty boards, but it's not recognized as part of the ABIM, so the Internal Medicine, um, American Board of Internal Medicine is not recognized yet. However, the Academic Consortium for Integrative Medicine and Health is working on partnering with specific programs across the nation to hopefully formalize this a bit more. Mm -hmm. Are there certain specialties that can become trained in integrative medicine, like family medicine, internal medicine, OBGYN, or is it more narrow than that? I think it really applies to any subspecialty. So for example, many many cardiologists are um, practicing integrative approaches such as plant-based diets to treat coronary artery disease and hypertension and heart failure. And it really is a way of, of practice that's integrated into specific subspecialties. Okay. So we may be using integrative medicine techniques and we may not have actually realized it. Absolutely. I think many people are already practicing it without realizing it because it's part of individualized decision-making and individualized medicine. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
tell me how integrative medicine is helpful to patients. Um, you know, there's so many different practices that are within the realm of integrative medicine, but I think the overall benefit is that, you know, people are able to rediscover how to find balance and harmony in their lives in the face of illness and to really take control of their health in ways that are more tangible. So we know that, you know, there are things we can't change in our lives, like our genes and our biology. Um, we can't change our physical environment that much. There's stressors that happen around us that we have very little control over and other factors as well. But all these things in combination can affect our health um, adversely. And the fundamental philosophy of integrative medicine is that, you know, I think we can find ways to establish a strong, solid state of mindfulness such that that's our core to invest in our health. Mm -hmm. um, our physical body really is a reflection of a healthy state of mind, body, and spirit. And through lifestyle medicine changes, through our nutrition, you know, good relationships, um, investing in our growth, these are all important to create that sense of harmony and resilience that is needed as we go through life and different stressors that we experience. So, you know, the medications that we take, the preventative services, um, the conventional treatments are all very important as well. And I think this is all meant to nourish that core, which is already established, and to help us stay proactive about maintaining it. Okay. Well, you're a general internist, as am I. So how do you use this in your practice? What type of patients have you found integrative techniques most beneficial to help them? I think a lot of folks are resorting to integrative techniques during different spec uh, different parts of their health trajectory. So many are actually using them as last resort options when they feel like medications aren't working anymore and they've run out of options. Um, by that time, it's really not as effective. It's better to be used in conjunction with their current treatments earlier on during the disease process so that they're able to kind of um, understand and utilize that approach early on in, in, their, in their health and healing uh, journey. Mm -hmm. Let's take a specific example. How about a patient who has a new diagnosis of a cancer? How might integrative medicine techniques help that person? So cancer I see as just like any other chronic disease. And, you know, when we are faced with illness, and this can be anything from cancer to heart disease and diabetes, the goal is to not just get things treated, but to feel as best as you can throughout the process. And as we know, many cancers can't be cured, um, and many chronic diseases such as arthritis can't be reversed. But along the way, there are symptoms like nausea and pain, insomnia, anxiety that can be treated with specific therapeutic approaches. Um, and I, I practice acupuncture routinely in my practice, and I've seen a lot of patients with chemotherapy-induced um, peripheral neuropathy that acupuncture has been very helpful for. So if you look in literature, there's many different types of practices for different symptoms associated with cancer and cancer treatments that I think overall, once you tackle them separately, they improve the entire disease experience. Let's talk a little bit about chronic pain. This has been a really difficult thing to manage with many of our patients, especially the elderly, where some of our pharmacologic treatments have pretty significant adverse effects. And we certainly now know that opioids aren't the answer to this. So how can integrative medicine help 
patients with chronic pain? It can be very helpful for chronic pain. And that's actually part of the reason why I went into training is I'm, I'm trained in geriatrics and chronic pain is such a devastating part of their disease process in many situations that pharmacotherapy often makes things worse for them when they are taking narcotics and other pain medicines that can cause interactions and other side effects. Um, acupuncture has been very well studied in this setting from managing migraines to back pain or just generalized pain from fibromyalgia. Pain is a very complex and separate topic, which probably will take another whole day to discuss, but it can lead to all sorts of problems that often perpetuate and worsen the pain experience. Um, so complementary treatments can target these side issues from chronic pain, such as you know poor sleep and fatigue, mood disturbances, and you know it's used conjunctively to help alleviate the whole pain experience. Um, with chronic pain, it often takes more than a couple treatments to to gain benefit. Um, but the idea is that it's used as part of the treatment as a whole. Mm-hmm. Are you a PA preparing for your upcoming boards? Are you an NP looking to get an inclusive review to improve your practice? Join us for our comprehensive physician assistant board review course. This course is designed to help with initial and recertification examinations and to provide a relevant review for daily practice. This vital course will be held in the historic Mayo Clinic campus in downtown Rochester, Minnesota from July 30th through August 2nd. Hurry as early bird pricing ends April 30th. For complete course information and to register, visit ce.mayo.edu. Join us here weekly at Mayo Clinic Talks as we discuss best practices and burning questions. Subscribe today using iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. So we've talked about using integrative medicine for patients with various disease states. How about the healthy patient? What benefits do they have for somebody who wants to stay healthy? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, in my mind, I think integrative medicine is, is really for anyone at any stage of their lives or health trajectory. I really see it as a way of life. It's a way of kind of conditioning your body and your mind to experience a state of optimal health in the face of whatever internal or external stressors that may come your way. Um, It's a method of developing resilience and strength and coping so that you can withstand disease and illness or functional impairments that may come your way because staying active and healthy despite your limitations is really how to move forward from um, whatever disease or illness that you're suffering from and in maintaining your health. Okay. You've mentioned acupuncture a couple of times. We need to touch on this subject. I have to admit, in the past, I was skeptical about acupuncture. Um, About five years ago, I had some strange, ridiculous pain that uh, nobody here could figure out. And believe me, it's not fun to be a good case at Mayo. But I had about six different injections. Nothing worked. I heard a presentation by one of our colleagues on acupuncture, and I went up to him and I said, do you think you could help my pain? And he tried it, Mm -hmm. put these tiny little needles in my ear, I remember sitting on the hard wooden bench, and it was incredibly painful. 
as soon as that first tiny little needle went in, the pain resolved completely. And mm. I was just amazed. That's so great. I'm a believer. Um, tell me how you use acupuncture. How is it effective in your patients? Um, well, first of all, I, I'm glad you had a good experience. And it's, it's one of the oldest practices that's been around for thousands of years. And so over the years, there's been many health benefits that have that, that's been shown to um, improve from acupuncture. And I've only been practicing it for a couple of years, but it's the practice has has benefited various conditions. Um, like you said, it involves the insertion of hair thin needles into specific points along the body called energy meridians. And there's over 400 of these acupoints along the body. And the philosophy is that to restore balance to this essential life energy called qi, mm-hmm. um, which is considered vital to health and function in Chinese medicine. But in the, in the mechanism of action, it's not fully understood yet. Um, from a physiologic level, it is uh, supported by the principles of the gate theory of pain. Um, and that's, that may be what you experienced is when the needle went in, it kind of shut off the feedback mechanism to the pain centers of your brain so that um, it blocked that, that, that pain experience. So I, I've been using it mostly for um, different chronic pain conditions, back pain, migraines. It's also been helpful for um, women's health issues such as infertility, menstrual pain, um, inducing labor, hot flashes, and it's, it's honestly, it's the part of my practice that I feel like people really benefit from. They leave happy and they always come back for more and it really adds to their quality of life. Hmm. Well, I, I take it you don't have to be a physician to practice acupuncture. I was walking around town and I saw a sign that said acupuncture and I don't think there was a physician in there. So how do you become trained in this skill? You can train at different schools across the nation to be certified in acupuncture and after training, you receive accreditation from the Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine as a licensed acupuncturist. Physicians can go through training as well, and I went through um, a, a specific program for physicians where you are accredited by the um, ACCME upon successful cl- completion. So there's different ways to get the certification, and really, you know, anyone can practice as long as they receive the appropriate training. How long is the training? Traditional schools are four years long. Um, The program that I went through was a six-month program and 300 hours of training and three weeks of needling techniques. But everything else is done through bookwork, online modules, and so it can be done at home. Mm -hmm. But then afterwards, you have to um, have at least... um, two to three years of practice before you can sit on the boards to take the boards. So there's board exam as well. Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. So once a patient starts receiving acupuncture, um, and it may differ depending on what you're using it for, but how long does each treatment last? Do they, these patients need to come back periodically for additional treatments? Um, it depends. Um, if the issue is acute, then... A few treatments is all it needs to take to, um, to resolve the issue. Chronic conditions may require more treatments for benefits to surface 
and often may require some maintenance treatments if they continue to find it beneficial. So it could be just a few or once every month. And some people just come in to get it all the time for the rest of their lives and it adds to the quality of life. Mm-hmm. Now I know we've got an acupuncture clinic here. Is that where you practice or do you do it as part of your office practice? I practice in general internal medicine with the integrative medicine department okay. here at Mayo two half days a week along with my um, outpatient practice. And are we referring enough patients to, for acupuncture? Are, we, are the physicians accepting this as an uh, effective treatment? Yes, we, we get a lot of referrals. In fact, um, I feel badly because I think we're getting so much that the wait list is about, on average, three to four months long. And uh, it takes a while for them to get in. Sometimes their issues are already resolved by the time they can get in. So, mm-hmm. How many acupuncturists do we have here? We have a three licensed acupuncturists and two physician acupuncturists. Um, uh, Dr. Chan and myself mm-hmm. are the physician. Uh, Molly, Sarah, and Alex are licensed acupuncturists. All right. And just the last thing I want to mention is, um, as providers, I think it's just important to keep an open mind about just the various types of practices that are out there. You know, I've always been very evidence-driven. Um, and it took some time for me to step back and realize that there's a lot we still don't know about um, and a lot more, while literature is still becoming more robust in, in this area. In the meantime, our patients may find benefit to different types of safe and effective integrative measures that are um, really adding to their quality of lives. And, and I think this is what we should be aiming for, you know, to be involved in their health plan, to give guidance and build rapport throughout their health trajectory. And I think this is the basis of individualized medicine. I think this is what really serving needs of the patient is about, um, where it's the most meaningful. We've been talking about integrative medicine and acupuncture with Dr. Christina Chen, a physician in integrative medicine and health at Mayo Clinic Rochester. Christy, thank you so much for your time. If you've enjoyed Mayo Clinic Talks podcast, please subscribe. Stay healthy and see you next week.